good evening. It's uh, November 17th, 2020, again. I knew I'd be back tonight. I knew there'd be more. Didn't anticipate this much, though. Quite a bit to tell you about. I've been combing the news, watching some updates. I couldn't have imagined there'd be this much to share with you uh, in just a few hours. But uh, as we've learned throughout the last, I'd say, five or six days, as the cracks start to spread, as the, the dam begins to fall apart, that I think the news in favor of Trump is going to be coming faster and in greater quantities as we approach the end of the week, as these lawsuits start filing, especially in related to the Dominion system software, uh, Smartmatic, that we talked about. And tonight, I'll share with you notes from an interview with Lynn Wood. Lynn is the attorney of fame, uh, of Nick Sandman fame, I believe. This guy's big time out of the Northeast, and um, he's he's a real heavy hitter. He's actually from the South, but he's practiced um, all over the country and uh, specialized in really protecting free speech for those who do not deserve it, as the media and the elite deem, the, the folks to the right, conservatives. And Lidwood came, Lynn came down to Georgia and uh, took over the case, the Trump legal team case in Georgia, last week. And of course, he was fired up then, and I was, I was glad to see him, but wasn't sure what he'd find. Well, what he talked about tonight uh, corroborates what uh, I shared with you regarding Sidney Powell and what she's been claiming and so you've got these two rock star attorneys with impeccable records aligning on the massive fraud that was committed in this election. And this dates back years. This goes back to U.S. elections involving 2012. They are claiming that this software impacted the Florida election for Obama and Biden. They're claiming it was used in 2016, but it wasn't good enough. And you know, this sounds fantastical. When I first hear it, I have a hard time believing it because it's so outrageous. I mean, we know these people suck, okay? We know that they don't care about us or really anybody. What we're learning is it's not just Democrats that involved in the cover-up and in trying to move this process along and ignore the mounting evidence of this fraud. The Republicans are part of this. We're seeing that they are included and um, we need to remember who they are by their silence. And it's obvious when you get to offices like the Secretary of State of Georgia, who's a never Trump Republican, uh, this guy is not interested in a free and fair election. He wants Trump gone just as bad as the Democrats and the far left do. So we're gonna, when we talk about they, and we talk about the elite and the people that are absolutely behind this fraud and, and could care less about you and just want to destroy Trump at any cost, it's people on both sides of the aisle. And so we have to be suspect of them. We have to call them out and we have to watch them uh, like a hawk, as dad used to say. So let's start with what Lynn Wood talked about in Georgia and really nationally what he's found and what he knows. This software is built to have an algorithm. There's a program. I don't know if it was part of this random software patch a week before the election, which is highly irregular. But this algorithm is designed uh, as it was used in Venezuela to help Hugo Chavez. It's designed to uh, give you a 3% bump where needed. It's not something that requires any human live input. The algorithm will take in votes, it will tabulate, and it will use um, 
it, the program will use what it needs to total anywhere up to a 3% boost when needed and giving the Hugo Chavez of the election the win, in this case, Biden and Kamala Harris. Well, based on what Lynn Wood's saying, based on what Sidney Powell's saying, Trump received 80 million votes. And this was a landslide across states that we're not even, we haven't even talked about yet, including Virginia. We'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. But in Georgia and these other battleground states, the algorithm wasn't cutting it. The 3% wasn't making it happen. And apparently this was the case with Hillary Clinton. This is why we had the midnight and after midnight vote dumps. To make up the difference, the algorithm couldn't. The software couldn't. Again, I heard the interviews. You've probably only been listening for a little while. Trust me, I don't know what happened, but these are the most credible interviews I've ever heard. They're citing evidence. They're citing testimony, witnesses in Venezuela, some of them, people that know this program. They're citing the former military officer who worked on the software, who launched it for the sole purpose of swinging the Venezuelan election towards Hugo Chavez. These guys are no joke. And they've got witnesses to the fraud, to the leveraging of the Dominion system software here in the United States. There are sworn affidavits affidavits talking about how it was used and also talking about these midnight vote dumps. Linwood claims that Trump would have won and should have won 400 plus electoral votes. He claims that these mail-in ballots, the ones that came in after midnight, that either 100% favored or heavily favored Joe Biden, had mechanical-looking circles on them. These are supposedly mail-in ballots filled out by people, mailed in. These were clearly filled out in an automated manner, and that is going to be part of their case. These votes were fraudulent. They weren't filled out by actual people. They were the backup plan. They were what was needed to make up the difference that the Dominion software, this algorithm um, based on actually the Smartmatic software, could not make up, right? So these fake votes that came in on the trucks, with which there's sworn testimony, especially in Michigan, Wisconsin, it's all over the place. We saw them enter, right? We wake up the next morning, 138,000 votes here, 300,000 votes in Virginia. Let's talk about Virginia. No one was watching Virginia. We were all conditioned to believe. I wasn't. I actually was watching, but most people weren't watching Virginia because most people forget that I I know at least in one of the Bush elections, Virginia went for Bush. I think as recent as 2004, Virginia has not always been a blue state. Now, the um, milk toast uh, Virginia, D.C. suburb types who have tainted that election, who, you know, with their super guilt and their wokeness, have made an impact on it moving extremely far left. Um, but Virginia, with 75% of the vote reported on November 3rd, so that evening, with 75% of the vote reported, Trump led 52 to 45. And I do remember there was a surprising delay in Virginia being called for Biden, because I was expecting, okay, probably going to be blue, you know, would have been interesting, but Trump didn't rally there. So I figured the internal polls weren't showing them enough favor for them to target Virginia when they had other uh, more achievable battleground states to focus on. But think about it, 75% of that vote, a large amount, three quarters. At that point, Trump led 52% to 45%. That night, 300,000 plus votes occurred for Biden, 300,000 plus. After that, he jumps, he gets a lead, and then the remaining counties that reported after Election Day 
held a rate of 55% to 45% in favor of Joe Biden, consistently across every remaining county reporting. Biden led 55% to 45%. Now, Virginia, and we're going to talk about certification because we're getting down to it. Although the states don't certify for at least a week and a half, in some instances two or three, the counties have to start certifying, right? They certify first, then the state collects it. Everybody certified, great. We can certify our electoral votes in Michigan, in Pennsylvania, in Virginia. Now, in the, in the state of Virginia, their election office had a COVID scare. I don't know details, but they are delaying their certification. It's apparently not something they can do virtual then because um, we, we don't know. You know, behind the scenes, as lawyers start asking questions, people start getting nervous. And if federal agents are asking questions, people even get more nervous. We talked about the postal workers that are likely going to flip. Those stories aren't front and center right now because they don't involve a large number of votes. But believe me, those people are getting questioned. Um, so Virginia hasn't certified yet. They have a few more days. I believe it's next Thursday or Friday, similar to Pennsylvania, that they need to certify their electoral votes. But if they're looking at it, they're going to find something wrong. And there are Republicans on these election boards, just like there is in Michigan. So let's put Virginia to the side. Probably a long shot based on history. But if you think about what Lynn Wood and Sidney Powell are saying, if Trump did get 80 million votes... If the Dominion software and Smartmatic algorithms had a massive effect to we're talking in a 3% range or worse, they could have changed it. And if we're talking about midnight and after midnight vote dumps, then Virginia's within reach, just like Minnesota might have been, just like we know Nevada should be. But let's shift over to Michigan. This was breaking like an hour ago. This is in Wayne County. That's the county where Detroit is, right? Detroit being one of four cities where Biden grossly overperformed uh, when compared to Hillary Clinton in 2016. And the only four cities where he overperformed Hillary Clinton 2016 were Detroit, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Atlanta. Funny coincidence, right? Every other major city across the country, he either underperformed or barely overperformed. But in those four battleground, heavy blue cities, Joe Biden just cracked the records. He just destroyed it with his dynamic self, right? Miss Sassy Pants, vice president, Obviously had a big factor with her Detroit rally with about 35, 45 people. And uh, they clearly, with their targeted, brilliant campaign, their dynamic, vivacious uh, message, they drove those four battleground cities into the double-digit uh, turnout um, comparison uh, to what Hillary Clinton achieved in 2016. That's a total crock. We know it. We know that Kamala Harris could barely get her family to show up to a rally, let alone get somebody who's actually interested in voting or someone who's undecided. And so that's who they sent to Detroit. They sent Obama too, and he filled out a pretty good sized parking lot. But I mean, it, it was embarrassment. These were not cities that were moving in a direction to overperform what they did in 2016 for the first female presidential candidate. But in Wayne County, they looked at Detroit. So they're going through their county certification and they can't do it. They're unable to come to agreement to certify the votes specifically out of Detroit. And there's a Republican commission member who's spoken and they said, it's just, we can't do it right now. When they say right now, they're preparing the state to say they might not be able to do it at all. If that's the case, then they will not be able to certify the electoral votes in Michigan. The amount of votes, the count, what CNN, MSNBC, and those jokers have on their big board, 
it matters not. It never did because the media does not select, certify, or call the election. They make predictions based on numbers they receive, the same numbers pretty much we receive. Um, and those numbers are fraud. And it looks like in Detroit, it's been caught. Watch that story. This is this is fresh. It's, it's barely an hour old. I know Kaylee McEnany talked about it tonight, I believe on Hannity. She had just received the information, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to come on still, is it's pretty hot, and it's a massive deal because you have your first state in doubt of being able to certify electoral votes. I do not believe it will be the last. I believe Pennsylvania for sure will be there. And I believe when you combine, when the Supreme Court looks at this and you see two big, two massive states, two high impact electoral college states unable to certify or having certification in doubt, coupled with this Dominion software, Smartmatic fraud, coupled with voting irregularities like we now know about in Nevada, to add to what we've already discussed, to add to the 10,000 people uh, that had no business voting there. Apparently, they had 15,000 people who voted in Nevada and another state. Now, I don't know if that's some kind of special registration, a two-for-one you can get at the Walmarts, but uh, it's not legal. Now, again, we're not dealing with people that care about laws, right? These are people that think protests where, uh, or riots where property is damaged where homes are burned, where people are assaulted, they believe that's okay if there is a justified woke reason behind it. They don't care about laws. It's follow the law unless, right? That's who they are. And so it's no, it's no surprise that with a, an election that could impact literally the course of history and, the, and, and really the, the future of the world, it's, not, it's no surprise that they would ignore the law or believe the law doesn't apply like their governors do with their COVID policies. And so now you have Nevada, this came out today, they announced they have 15,000 people, they're looking into it legally. You couple that with the 153,000 ballots that are now being tossed because of a county commissioner election being unverifiable, same ballots that had Donald Trump on it, on them. I think you've got another issue in Nevada that looks like an, uh, an inability to certify, right? They're not going to be able to look at that election as a state, as a bipartisan group and say, yeah, this election was fraud free. We can trust the outcome. The people's voice was represented. We certify. I don't see it happening. They're looking heavy in Arizona now that they're done counting there. Uh, the Georgia recount continues. It's not an audit. There is heavy, heavy pressure by Georgia Republican state senators, I believe 13 in all, to call an emergency session and to essentially vote to impose the law as it stands and to do a true audit of an election that is heavily in question with incredible ballot irregularities. We talked about uh, some of the problems they've discovered today. I mean, they keep finding votes. They now have another county in Georgia, Fayette County. This is in addition to the county I talked about earlier, which if I recall was Floyd County. So to remind you, Floyd County, they found 2,600 votes today. They just found the votes, right? Apparently, someone forgot to waddle over to the main machine and plug in the memory card and upload 2,600 Georgian votes. When they did that, it was an 800 net gain for Donald Trump. Always a gain for him, right? These found votes always go one direction. Well, it happened again. This happened in Fayette County. Seems to be, you know, something going down in the Peach State because they had 2,755 votes that turned up. Guess what? It was a human error. 
This was absolutely just a mistake, total oversight. It's never going to happen again. Well, what happened earlier? Well, it's never going to happen again. This is the last time. And a 300 vote gain for Trump. And every story you read about it, you're reminded that these two discrepancies in the last few hours do not change the outcome of, of the election. So put your head back in the sand, look the other way, and worship President-elect Joe Biden and his princess Kamala Harris. That's the reason they'll share the information and then they'll quickly remind you that their word is law. The press has declared the winner and don't you dare question any further. They just want to update you on these small discrepancies. Now you got two that we know of. They're going to dig deeper. This is more fuel to the fire to push an audit. You couple that with what Lynn Wood talks about with what he knows, what they're going to share about Dominion. I think we're in, a good, we're in good shape here. This is going to start turning heavy. Sidney Powell is warning these states. She warned them today without question. Do not certify. You're certifying your own fraud. She's warning them. She's telling them she knows everything. She's got the evidence to prove it. And that certifying these elections is essentially being an accessory to the fraud. So you may not have been a part of it, but if you know about it and you move to certify these votes, Sidney Powell, Lynn Wood, and Attorney General Barr are going to come after you. I wonder if the people in Wayne County heard that warning, because that warning came out earlier today, and now you've got Wayne County hesitating and not coming together to certify the vote in Detroit. So I think her play was smart. I think when Sydney made that warning, it didn't fall on deaf ears. I think these people are starting to run scared, and that's what we want, right? We want their fear to overwhelm them. The ones that try to cover up and try to um, continue to steal the election, their fear will lead them to make more mistakes. When they get caught, they're going to turn. We'll stack up more witnesses. We'll make plea deals. This is where we finish them off. This is where we bleed them. There's no stopping now. Trump was quiet today for a reason. He's letting this play out. I, I've never seen him so quiet on Twitter. He mentioned the Nevada discrepancy, the one I mentioned earlier. That was his last tweet that I saw where he talked about uh, the entire county commission election being re-voted, re basically doing that election again. And he mentioned, hey, I'm on that, those ballots too, 153,000 in question. Wow, why are we just only having the county commissioner election all over again? Great point. Those questions are dropping <laughs> like turds in punch bowls, man. They are hitting like lead balloons in Nevada. And they're going over pretty, <laughs> pretty salty amongst the Nevada Democrat Party because now they're, they're realizing that they could lose Nevada entirely over these controversies, regardless of how the count shakes out. If you, if you pose these questions and cast this kind of doubt on an entire state, they won't be able to certify. So let's rack it up from tonight. We've got Pennsylvania. We know we talked about today. Giuliani's prosecuting the one case regarding uh, what seemed to be illegal ballot curing in blue counties. Um, much more to follow with um, Dominion and other massive fraud in Philadelphia. But I think the, the red meat we've got today in Georgia, in Virginia, in Michigan, in Nevada is a, is a game changer. These are game changers. Uh, we've got serious, high-powered, highly reputable attorneys, Linwood, Sidney Powell, laying it down, right? These are, these are the people you hire when you're cornered. Yet now, rather than defending, these dogs are on the hunt. And I, I saw Sidney Powell on Newsmax tonight, unwavering. She's saying it flat out. The evidence is there. She has it. She's continuing to gather. The, the gentleman who was interviewing her 
asked great questions. He said, you know, out of curiosity, are you not sharing this to, um, you know, not allow the media to poke holes in your case before you actually have to have a chance to present it? She said, absolutely not. That's not the reason. She said, we're still gathering and people are afraid for their lives. People in Venezuela, in this country who are part of this case, who have gone under oath, are afraid for their lives and their families. This is the enemy we're dealing with. Now that they're caught, they're not going to go quietly. These are like cornered vampires, okay? And just when you start putting the stake through their heart is when they get more violent, when they get nastier. They're going to want to take us with them. They're going to they're going to absolutely counter-accuse. They don't care that they're being caught cheating, and this is rectifying a severe systematic problem. Their accusation is going to be that we are stealing the vote, which is amazing. We are we are going to reclaim our property. The 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 flat screen TV that's in their duplex living room, I'm reclaiming it. We're going to take it back, and they are going to call the police and accuse us of stealing. That's the nerve these people have because they have no shame. They don't stand for anything. As I've stated before, they don't have standards. They they don't. There's nothing. They're they're not, not consistent. They don't care. So this is why why start having values now? Why start standing for justice? It's a word to them, and this is going to be a, a racial issue. We are going to be accused of the of disenfranchising minorities. These racists are going to continue to accuse us of being racist, even though it looks like hundreds of thousands of votes uh, from minor, minority communities were completely wiped out by these people with a few keystrokes and a computer algorithm. They don't care because they don't care about minorities. Minorities are their serfs. They are people that they leverage for power. They, they expect them to vote for them. And again, I'll say it, I've said it before, these are mostly white people reminding black people that they need to step in, step in line. And, and they're not doing it. And what's beautiful about it is communities are coming together and thinking for themselves and they're eliminating these, uh, this tribalism that the Democrats have pushed on us. And then when we ask questions about it, we're accused of being racist. When we, we ask, well, does it really matter? I mean, should we not offer everything to everyone and, and offer the most opportunity to every American who wants to work hard for it? Now that's racist, right? Because there's systematic racism. And if we don't identify that, then we are part of the problem and we should pay and we should be punished for not agreeing with them and not identifying with them exactly on these issues. And you're going to see it with this election when they get cornered and it's going to happen soon. And these stories start to drop and people like Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo and uh, Brian Glazer and I was going to say um, the guy from The New Yorker, but he, he got fired for um, showing himself and exposing himself on a Zoom. But those types, it was a Loomer, whatever this guy, Loomis or Tubin, it's Tubin, my God, Tubin, these guys who have shamed themselves for years now, lying to their audience. It's amazing they even have one and ignoring stories. They're going to have to start talking about this. I recommend you tune in and watch them squirm and embarrass themselves even further. They'll never get better. They're the least self-aware people you'll ever deal with. And it's going to be fantastic and amazing to see them jump into a vat of kerosene, hop on out, reach for the nearest match, and light themselves on fire. I plan on dancing in the flames. They have it coming. They're absolutely full of it. They're anti-American. They're anti-freedom. They're anti-democracy. And they're anti-free speech. 
They are our enemy. And seeing them ideologically destroyed is frankly my kink. I can't wait. I'm excited for it. You should be too. Let's not count our chickens before they hatch. We're not quite there yet. But based on what I've shared with you tonight and what I continue to see, it's coming. So uh, just be prepared because it's going to get nasty. Appreciate you tuning in. It went a little longer than I planned, but there's a lot of information. And again, if you have any comments or questions, email me at eipnet1776 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for, again, for coming and stopping by. And I will talk to you guys soon. Have a great evening.